Hello, queen. You have a story to tell, and I want to help you tell it. Why? Because you matter. You are enough. You are loved, and you are worth it. I'm Tonya, best-selling author, coach, speaker, and realtor. We are all born, and ultimately, we will all eventually expire. And those are two dates that we have no control over. But that dash in the middle is ours to own. Up until a certain point in our lives, most of our story is written for us and colored by our experiences, the opinion of others, and our viewpoint of ourselves, or lack thereof. But when we get a glimpse of who God actually created us to be, we no longer settle for less than his best for us. We don't just go through the motions or casually spend our time. Life becomes more intentional, focused, and we show up fully present, unapologetically and authentically as ourselves. We start to write our own story from that point forward, positively impacting those around us and ensuring that we make our dash of life count. The journey of you is just that. It's your journey to purpose and how you are making your dash of life account. Being equipped to know who you are in Christ, empowered to embrace just being you, and encouraged to know that God's got you and you can walk in the plans he has for you. Here's your host, Tonya D. Bennis. Hello, Journey of You community. So today I want to talk about just finding those promises in the Bible um, that really speak to you. And there are some times that I think that, especially nowadays, we become so overwhelmed with the things that are happening all around us, things we're seeing on the news or on social media, you know, or just that other people are sharing with us that just could be just negative or just brings you down. And the word of God is like alive, um, sharper than a two-edged sword. And it's a living, breathing document with instructions on how to live and how to find that hope in the midst of, you know, the struggle and the trouble. And so one passage I want to go over today um, is Romans 8, verses 16 through 39. And I know that's quite a lengthy um, passage, but there are about... Mm, nine blessings um, and just three kind of like aha moments that I'd like to really go over um, in those verses. So let me flip through it so I can share it with you and then we can really dive in. So Romans chapter eight, and I'm going to start, I know I said 16 through 39, um, but there are also some great nuggets in one through 15. So I just want to shot through a couple of them. Um, in terms of 1 through 15, it starts off, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal, carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. 
And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. That's verses 1 through 15. And there are three, what I call aha moments in there that it's like, we really need to call attention to. And so the first one literally comes right out of verse one. No condemnation. You are free from the law of sin and death. Look, we have all sinned and fallen short. None of us is perfect. Not one. Jesus is the only perfect person that has ever walked this earth. But the beauty in it is even if you sin and you mess up, Jesus has already covered you by his death on the cross. And so that means that you don't have to walk around like, you know, um, I'm sure you've probably heard of the story of the Scarlet Letter and where the woman caught in adultery had to walk around with a big A on her chest so that everybody knew her sin. And it was just, you know, shameful and embarrassing. And no matter what, every day that she went out, she had to walk around and hold that sin. There's no condemnation. Now that Jesus has died on the cross, like you literally are covered under the blood each and every day that you wake up. Not to say that, oh, it's okay for you to just keep on sinning. The point is, inevitably, you're going to sin. Every single day, there's something you're going to do wrong. There's an area that you've got to work on and make progress in. But you don't have to walk around in shame because of it. Every single day is a chance for you to try again and to start over and to just do better than you did the day before. So you don't have to walk around in condemnation, nor do you have to let anybody else put that condemnation on you. So if you've been changing and progressing and you see that God is working in you and you're just getting better and better as you go and somebody comes along, well, I remember when this, well, you used to the, who cares? You could let all of that go because it's covered under the blood. You do not have to walk around in condemnation and you don't have to let the enemy continue to play those things over and over in your mind. Oh, you made this mistake. Remember when you did this? Because you're going to keep making mistakes. The point is, when you know better, you do better. So you don't have to walk around condemned. You walk around in the righteousness of God. And every day you say that I am the righteousness of God. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. You walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. You keep striving higher. That's all you got to do. Second thing, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. If there are dead situations in your life or chaotic, you know, negative situations happening, Focus on the spirit. It's always a spiritual battle. That's where everything starts. It all starts in the spirit. That's where you've got to fight it. And so you focus on that. And so just remember, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You know, the enemy I see today, I will see no more. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Get the word down in you so that when you are going through those tough times, you can switch it around to know, oh, Romans 8 already reminded me that if I'm spiritually minded, there's life and peace in that. And you can say just those words, like just speak the scripture into your situation. When you're praying, bring that scripture up. God loves for you to remind him of his word because it'll never return to him void. But you have to read it to be able to know what to remind him of. So even if just this whole week, you're like, I'm going to camp out in Romans 8. I'm going to look at some of these aha moments and the blessings that God promised me. And those are the things I'm going to focus on. And when you do that, 
it really does give you life and peace because you're strengthened and you have hope because you know that God's already promised you these things. And even if you can't physically see it, you can see it in the spirit realm first. And that's what gives you the power and strength in the natural realm to be able to hold on during the journey and during the waiting process when you haven't quite fully discovered maybe who you are or what you're supposed to be doing or what your purpose is. This is how you can hold on and have peace in those waiting periods. So the third aha moment is that we're the sons of God. And in the Bible, oftentimes, whether it's referring to men and women, it always says men, but it still means that we are the children of God. And so because of that, we can cry out to him and we can talk to him. You can have a conversation with God any time of day. It could be at one o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock at night, two o'clock in the afternoon, any time of day. He's always there and available for you to talk to him. And because of Jesus's death on the cross, you can literally go directly to the father. You don't have to go through a high priest that has to then go behind the veil, you know, on your behalf. You can talk to God directly. And it's just a conversation. You don't have to have, you know, these certain words or phrases that you've got to say, or you have to come to him in this way. You come exactly how you are, right at the level of your faith. And he will meet you right there. So because you are his child, you can call him father and he's going to listen to you and he's going to sit right there and just enjoy that time with you. He wants to spend time with you. So absolutely take advantage of that. Okay. Now there are nine blessings. I call them lots of good nuggets um, in the rest of this chapter where you're reading verses 16 through 39. And so I'm only going to read about four or five of them. And then I'm going to point out all nine um, of the good nuggets are, that are in here. And then you can go in and do a deep dive for yourself um, and highlight the ones that stick out the most to you. But at verse 16, it says, the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory of which shall be revealed in us. If you drop down to verse 24, it says, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. 28, very popular one that pretty much everybody knows. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate, to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And if you go all the way down um, to 39, it says, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Great nuggets. Okay. So let me start. <laughs> Number one, we are children of God. Telling you that again, verse 15 and 16, both reiterate that same thing. It just says it a little bit differently. And the fact that we are children of God and we're like his heir. And then we're also joint heirs with Christ because he's the son of God and we're also the children. And so we're joint heirs in his kingdom which is why he wants us to be a part of it and to tell other people about it and to help them grow and walk this journey of life together. We need each other so that we can help encourage and uplift one another. But 
we're sons of God. Like we are his heirs. That means his kingdom is our kingdom. And he wants us to be a part of it and freely give to us. And so you've got to know that that means you are royalty. Okay. You weren't just walking around here, just any old person. You are royalty. You are a child of the most high God. Like you cannot forget that. So on those days that you might not be feeling the best about yourself or just feeling a little down and out, just remind yourself that, wait a minute, I am an heir of God. I am his child. That in itself is comforting because that means everything that you need is going to be taken care of just because of your relationship with him. Okay. Number two, hope for what we see not. With patience, wait for it. Okay. We always talk about hope deferred makes the heart sick. That's in Proverbs. If you're hoping for the things you can't see, you've got to trust God that it's coming. And know that it's coming. And so then with patience, you're able to wait for it. Because the stuff you can already see, you don't have to hope for it. Because obviously you can already see it. It doesn't take much faith for that. But when you've got to actually exercise your faith and be patient in waiting for it to come to pass, it gives you that hope. Because it's like, it's coming. I may not see it now, but I believe God and it's coming. So you have that hope. Shows you right here in Romans 8. Spirit helps us in our infirmities and make it intercession according to the will of God. So when you're sick, when you're aching, when you're going through certain things, the spirit is right there to help you every step of the way and even intercede on your behalf. So if you don't know exactly what to pray for or what to say, you can speak in an unknown language and your spirit man is going to be able to commune with God. The beauty of it is the enemy has no idea what you are saying. So he can't do anything to stop that prayer that's going forward. So as much as you can, pray in the Holy Spirit, pray in that unknown tongue. The Spirit is going to give you utterance, even if it's just syllables or phrases. Speak in as much as you can and really grow that unknown language because it's something that is only between you and God. And it's a beautiful thing. But the Holy Spirit is there. You don't have to do it in your own strength. So in those moments that maybe you are tired or you're weary and you don't have the strength, Tap into your spirit, man, and let the spirit pray on your behalf because he's there to intercede for you, okay? All things work together. We may not always understand why something's happening in our life or why we're going through a certain situation or, you know, why it happened at this age or, you know, why is it happening at all? Like, you don't always get those answers. And I know why is always the biggest thing that we ask. Like, why, God? Tell me why. Help me to understand. You won't always get that. But rest assured that all things are going to work together for the purpose that God has for you. Again, it's in verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And so it might not make sense in the season that you're actually walking through it. But as you keep going, you'll be able to look back and say, wow, now I see how that fits. I didn't think that had anything to do with my purpose, but I see how it fits now. And so you're able to see how it all works together for your good. God's purpose is going to prevail. And so he's going to use everything. The stuff that you chose on your own, the stuff that maybe happened because of other people's choices that are connected to you, and the stuff that maybe you just didn't make the best decision, but he figures out a way to make it all work together. So trust that. Even when you can't understand, trust that God is going to work it all out for your good. Okay? Called, justified, and glorified. You are called. 
you are justified because you're covered under the blood of Jesus and God's going to be glorified in it. And so because of that, again, it goes back to that first verse. You don't have to walk in condemnation. You mess up. Okay, get it right. That's why David was called a man after God's own heart. David did a lot of stuff he was not supposed to do. <laughs> a lot. And there are consequences for it. But the reason he was a man after God's own heart is because he knew to quickly repent and turn from the things that he had done and to keep running after God. Like he knew at all times to come back to God and to lay himself on the altar to get right and to get back up and try again. He didn't let that stop him from still fulfilling the purpose and things that God called him to do. We're all broken. We will always be broken. We're always going to need for have a need for God because we're human. But we don't have to let that brokenness stop us from being able to fulfill purpose and be who God called us to be and who he created us to be. And so you don't have to walk in that condemnation or constantly worrying about the mistakes that you've made. Just let God use you. Even the stuff that you messed up on, you'll be able to relate to somebody else who messed up in that same area. And now that you've gotten past it, you can help them do the same thing. Okay? If God is for us, who can be against us? <laughs> That is incredibly amazing to me because that means you've got the favor of God and where maybe you're up against, you know, two or three other people for a certain position or a role, you know, or maybe it's a role that you didn't even think about. But God opened the door for you and three people who applied for it didn't get it because it was designed just for you. Like if God is for you, there's nothing that a man can do about it because man, woman. Um, that they can do about it. Because if God opens a door, nobody else can close it. And if God closes a door, no one else can open it. So just knowing that God is on your side, you can accomplish anything that you want to do. Christ also makes intercession for us. So just like the Holy Spirit, Christ is sitting at the right hand of God the Father. He's also making intercession for us and pleading for us. Because again, his blood was shed on our behalf. So he's also interceding making sure that we're covered and that we have what we need and protecting us. You know, you never know how many times a day that you've gone out, maybe you went on a walk or you were driving and something was coming to try to get you. And Jesus just moved it right out of the way and he covered you and you didn't even know it, but you made it safely to your destination. Maybe you were driving and you were tired and you have no idea how you made it from the store back home or from work, you know, to wherever you were going like, how did I get here? And Jesus was protecting and interceding you that entire time. Pretty amazing. All the more reason that we have lots of reasons to be thankful, even when we're not thinking about it. Like Jesus is always there. Nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ. Nothing. It doesn't matter what happens, no matter what you do, no matter what anybody else does to you, no matter what you go through. Nothing is going to separate you from the love of Christ. He's going to love you unconditionally. He chose you and nothing can separate you from that. Think about that. How many times have you, you know, begged for somebody's love or you yearned for it so bad and they didn't give it to you, but here Jesus is giving it to you freely. God is giving it to you freely and it's unconditional, no strings attached. You don't have to be this way or that way or look this way or talk that way or, you know, have this particular career, like none of that. There are no stipulations. He loves you unconditionally. Why would you not love him back? Just knowing that no matter what happens, he's going to love you and nothing can change that should give you like all types of peace. I know it does for me. 
because it's just, it's comforting and knowing that like, even if I mess up, even if I'm mad at God, that he didn't do what I asked him to do or that he didn't open this particular door I wanted him to. Or when I asked him to move here and he didn't do it or asked him to move over in this spot and he didn't do it, even in my disappointment, he still loves me. And I can be honest with him and tell him that I'm angry at him or that I'm upset or that I'm hurt or that I'm disappointed. How often are you disappointed or frustrated because a prayer didn't get answered the way you thought that it should doesn't stop him from still loving you and opening his arms to welcome you right on in. That is powerful. So if you're feeling unloved or unwanted, please know that God loves you unconditionally and he chose you before he formed you in your mother's womb who chose you. So anything that has happened since you were born until present day has not changed that fact. You still have a purpose and God still loves you. Find solace in that because there's nothing and no one that can change that. No matter what has happened, no matter what you've been through, nothing will change that. God loves you and he wants to hear from you. And so the final thing I want to say is that it says that we're more than conquerors. We're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. That means anything that comes our way, we can conquer it because Jesus is right there with us each and every step of the way. Joshua 1.9 tells us not to be afraid, to have courage, because God is with you wherever you go. And I just want to remind you of that today. Everything that you're up against, Jesus is right next to you. He's not going to let anything happen to you. And he's not going to let anybody do anything to you. So just know that you are loved. You are covered. You are chosen. God's got you. And if you need a reminder, Camp out in Romans 8. It is chock full of three aha moments that I shared with you from verse 1 to 15 and nine other good nuggets from 16 to 39 that really can just encourage and uplift you. So even if you just pick one of the 12 things that I shared with you today, camp out on that until you get it down in your spirit. Because what I've learned is everybody can read. That's, you know, not a big deal. You're reading, great. But it's when you take what you read and you actually implement it, that it becomes power. You, it has to be something that you're actively acting out and implementing in your life in order for it to be alive and for you to get a revelation from it. And so I've shared my revelations with you in the hopes that, you know, it sparks and ignites something that you're like, oh, my goodness, that's really good. I want to you know, hang on to that or I want to look more into that so that it can help encourage you. But 2 Timothy 2.15 says to study to show yourself approved, a worker that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So you have to read it for yourself so that you can have your own revelation. But this is just to spark it, to let you know it's in there. And in case you didn't realize that it was in there, like go and check it out for yourself. So you have the word to stand on so that when the enemy is coming for you, you can still stand and be strong and strengthened in the fact of knowing that I can hope in God. I may not see it physically, but I see it naturally because God showed it to me in his word and I'm going to be patient and I'm going to wait on him because I know it's all going to work together for my good. So I hope that you were encouraged on today and I hope that this has been a blessing to you um, and that it helps you to keep going, to keep walking through your journey and keep the fight each day waking up ready to start again and begin again, or even throughout the day, if you need to do a heart check and be like, oh, let me get myself back together. 
whatever it takes for you to keep becoming exactly who God created you to be. Until next time, Journey of You family, come check out the community. Let's keep the conversation going. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. I hope that you feel equipped, empowered, and encouraged to just be you authentically and unapologetically. No more merely just existing from day to day. It's time to get your joy back. It's time to remove the mask and uncover the real you. It's time to become who God created you to be and make your dash count. If you're ready to get unstuck and move forward in your God-given purpose, you can start right now. Today is the day. Head over to thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get unstuck. Again, that's thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get G-E-T unstuck U-N-S-T-U-C-K and begin your journey to just be you, be whole, and be free. Remember, this is your journey. It's where your life begins.